Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. A special report from the 6.30 Ched Mathematics Department. Nurse has it right back, finds McDavid, left circle, floating, tries to for the win, he scores! With their win last night over the New York Rangers, the Edmonton Oilers have a 5% chance of making the playoffs. That's 1 in 20. So you're telling me there's a chance. Think of it this way. If there are a total of 20 million alternate universes, the Oilers will make the playoffs 1 million times. Make it so. But this isn't an episode of Star Trek. Maybe more like The X-Files. And Oilers fans are Agent Mulder. I want to believe. If you think that's creepy, how about this? Tomorrow, the Oilers face the Devils. You got a whole lot of that fury! The Oilers have 13 games remaining in the regular season. That's a total of 26 points available. But the players can't sit around counting. It's truly one day at a time. Just taking everything day by day and game by game. We're doing a good job of uh, not looking too far ahead. The belief has always been there for us, and that's the truth. We're not Guys. So there you have it, a mathematical breakdown that anyone can understand. Could you dumb it down a shade? And Edmonton's playoff hopes very much alive. Leon Dreisaitl's 42nd of the year is the winner. Three, two, in overtime. Well, I learned something today. That 6.30 Chet has a mathematics department. That's fascinating. I don't know why we need one. I guess to put together things like that. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 6.08. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Chet. And yes, the Oilers still alive in the playoff chase. It will still be difficult, but some encouraging results lately. They have won five of their last six. They are 7-2-2 two, and two in their last 11, and they will play the New Jersey Devils tomorrow night. Six o'clock face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. The game will start at 7.30, then a couple of road games coming up on the weekend. Now, we had that little feature there, Kellen, and you were working last week when we had a caller, Michael, Mm. phone in and say this. Uh, anyways, remember last fall when you made that spiel, that starting spiel crisis in Oil Town with, with uh, yes. Eskimos there, blah, blah, blah. I that do was, remember that. That was pretty cool. Well, you should come up with the same thing for like for the Oilers making a playoffs, like something something catchy. You're kind of a, kind of a creative guy. So by request, 
Michael can take credit for helping program Inside Sports. So, Michael, if you're listening, thank you for the encouragement and for the idea. They're they're always welcome because, uh, trust me, I ain't overflowing with the ideas. I ain't no idea silo here. All right. Do we have a caller already on the show? We Kelly? do. Well, Ben's ready to go. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ben, you you must have been sitting on this idea all day to call right off the top. What's going on? Uh, well, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Um, it made my day. It was a very long day at work, and that was awesome, you guys. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. That is Ben. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can also text six thirty six thirty. By the way, here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. And the key game in terms of what's going on with the Oilers, well, there, there's a couple. But the Coyotes and the Blues, the big one, that one is scoreless. It just got underway. Arizona is right there. And if Arizona wins tonight, they would actually jump into a playoff spot ahead of Minnesota and uh, push the Oilers down a point. Arizona with a chance to get up to 75 tonight. Edmonton sitting there with 69. So Edmonton currently five out, could be six out if Arizona wins that game over the Blues. Dallas is not safe in this whole thing either. They have 75 points. They are playing currently against Buffalo, scoreless in the second period. Also in the second, Blue Jackets leading the Bruins 3-1. Anderson has his 23rd for the Jackets. Capitals up 1-0 on the Penguins. That's in the second period. Late in the first, no score Detroit and Montreal. And just underway in Winnipeg, no score Jets and Sharks. Later, Predators against the Ducks and the Devils, who will be here tomorrow night, will play in Calgary. That one starts in about an hour. So that's what's going on in the NHL. Uh, I will tell you this as well, and this will be later this hour of the show. We are going to give away, and we're going to be doing this on five shows between now and next weekend when the International Beer Fest gets underway at the Edmonton Convention Center. It's March 22nd, 23rd. We're giving away, starting tonight, Beer God Passes. And these are these incredible passes where you get a sample mug, you get a lanyard, you get VIP seating, you get VIP line entry, you get an official Beer Fest t-shirt, and you get entry in daily door prizes. So we're giving away uh, Beer God passes later on in the show, but we're going to be doing this on five editions of Inside Sports between now and Beer Fest, and it's going to be a little brewer false contest. So I will give, well, they're true or false questions related to either beer or the Edmonton sports scene. And you'll have to get two out of the three right. And we will have one winner per show. We will have one winner per show. So if the first person doesn't get it right, we'll go to the next person on the line. But we'll do that a little bit later on. So uh, we'll just tease that up for you. Uh, This texter says the Browns traded for Odell Beckham. That that is true. A little NFL news uh, that the the Browns are going to get Odell Beckham from the New York Giants. Somebody obviously very excited about that. Uh, the Big L says this is an exciting month for Oilers hockey. Reed, can they run the table and make the postseason? Will Connor light it up and catch Kucherov? Can Leon score 50? And what will Scott from Boston's next trivia question be for Rob? Uh, that is from the Big L. Scott from Boston has become one of our more entertaining callers on overtime open line. And very, Kellen, does he not? He has called in some nights not to come on air. He's just called in to stay on hold and listen to the show. Yeah. And after he yeah. talks, 
He he asks you to remain on hold to listen to the show. He probably would have stayed on hold last night, but he had issues with his phone last night. It kept uh, cutting out on him and that stuff, so I figured it was dying. But, yeah, uh, nine times out of ten, he just hangs on the line. He's an entertaining dude. His trivia Last night, he didn't actually have a trivia question because <laughs> he, he, he said himself he didn't know the answer. And I said, well, that's just a question. That's not a trivia question, uh, but he's fun for sure. The goalie doc is on line one. Hello, goalie doc. Who are you doctoring oh, hi, this evening? Oh, hi, Reed. Um, I had listened to you guys when you're talking about the the goalies that were best for Game Seven. A number, I guess it was last week there, and uh, I missed the last part of it. But there was an article in uh, Hockey News, probably a, um, it's from 2015, but it said actually Hen- Hendrik Lundqvist went six and one. And uh, uh, it was better than Roy and also uh, Brown. And the second thing, I just wanted to continue the positivity. Uh, in, if it's mid-March and we're talking about the Oilers being in the a playoff race, that's got to be excellent. Um, so there's a quote that, uh, that uh, Bernie Perron used to say when he had a really good game, and he would go, some fun A. So that's what I'll leave it with, some fun A. Yeah, it's going to be good. Thanks, goalie doc. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Well, look, it's there's there's it's been a challenging season in some ways for the Oilers. I think most of you would wish that they were in a better spot overall as a franchise. And there's obviously some big picture questions that are going to be have to haven't taken care of in the summer. But absolutely, uh, I mean, for now, the short term. And we, we kind of made a joke about it, but it is day by day by day. They're five out. You can only make up two at a time at the most if other teams lose. So you might as well enjoy it. And I mean that it was tense last night in the building. I don't want to say it was a playoff atmosphere, but it's getting as close to as you can get to that in regular season games because every point is critical for the Oilers. Uh, this texter says, "Any update on Clefbaum?" Absolutely. Here's what Hitch had to say this morning. We'll see. He's better today. Uh... Him and uh, JJ, we held out of practice, and we'll see in the morning. And Luch practiced full time, so we'll see how if he has any setbacks from the, from the practice today. So we got kind of three guys. We'll you know we'll know in the morning, but all three were much better today, which is a good sign. All right, so Clefbaum obviously hit in a sensitive male area. Jujar Kara recently came back from a foot issue. Uh, so we will see about them tomorrow if they're able to take the morning skate. Milan Lucic did participate in today's practice. Yeah, right now just going uh, day by day. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I've, I've played through a lot in, uh, in my career and, 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 and found a way to keep myself healthy, especially in the last, you know, eight years and uh, especially as an oiler. So uh, felt good today. Just go day by day, see how I feel in the morning and uh, make a decision after morning skate. Uh, reports were that it was a hip, so we'll just say it was a hip injury and and uh, go with that. All right, there's a little bit from Luch as the Oilers are getting ready for the Devils tomorrow. You'll hear a little bit more from Ken Hitchcock. We do have Brendan Botcher coming up later this hour as well. Lost that thrilling Briar final to Kevin Cooey on Sunday. All ahead at 616 Inside Sports on 630 Chat. <laughs> You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chen.
Yeah, going to be a fun week. Obviously, big games coming up for the Oilers. Both U of A hockey teams at national tournaments, both going in as number one seeds. The Pandas are out in PEI, the Golden Bears in Lethbridge. We're going to have the captains from both teams on Inside Sports later on tonight. That's pretty cool. And... The Pandas volleyball team hosting women's volleyball nationals Friday to Sunday at the Savile Centre. Pandas going in as the number seven seed. They will play number two uh, Toronto on Friday. Oilers practice today at the downtown community rink. Of course, they're getting a lot of questions about, oh, okay, how are you playing? How are you looking? Are you looking at the standings? Here's how Hitch summed up the playoff chase you look above you and you look at where seven and eight are at that's everybody's focus but i i, I think the player the players just live in the day-to-day they, they just want to keep playing hockey and they want to get better and i think that's our mindset right now we can't control what everybody else is doing but we sure as heck can control the way we act and behave and i think the players are excited to come to the rink to get better now you know it isn't a burden um you know, to try to improve. I think there's a real energy in this team that every day they get to be together is another day that they can improve. And you have that. You never know where it can take you. I mean, we, we understand the situation we're in, but it looks a lot more realistic now today than it did a week ago. And it's based on our good play. So we want to keep going like that. But right now, I think if you talk to the players, they're, they're, they're just kind of living day to day. And they're actually having fun with it. Well, it helps to not be on the death march. And we've seen that too many times here in Edmonton at this time of year. And and look, we the odds are against the Oilers, but at least there's a chance. And they're playing well, and they have made up a little bit of ground over the last couple of weeks. Jack Michaels, our esteemed play-by-play voice on 630 Shed and the Oilers Radio Network, did put out this encouraging stat. And Jack has the opponent's points percentage for all the teams competing for this final playoff spot and if you go by this now obviously they have to take advantage of it but if you go by this the Oilers have the easiest remaining schedule of the two teams currently in the wild card positions and the four teams who are closest to it here's how it breaks down Minnesota has the toughest schedule they're facing teams with a 582 points percentage Chicago's opponents are at 556 Arizona's opponents are at 543. Dallas is coming in at 539. Colorado's at 536. And Edmonton's at 531. So not a huge difference, but if you want to take quality of opponent into consideration, and I think you have to, a little bit of an advantage there for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, they play New Jersey tomorrow, and uh, New Jersey is not doing well. They're 25, 35, and 9 on the season, 10 games below 500. The Oilers are right at 500. They have that game coming up. The Oilers play Arizona Saturday. That's a vital game. They're going to play Vegas and St. Louis. The Oilers will not be favored in those games, so they're going to have to try and steal points there. But remember, they still play Anaheim. They still play Los Angeles, bottom two teams in the West. They still play Dallas currently in that wild card spot. They have a home game coming up against Ottawa. So there are some games you can reasonably expect the Oilers to do well in. The problem is it, they, they can't slip up. You know, I mean, Rob and I have been talking about this since there were 18 games remaining, that really they can afford four losses. They used up one against the Leafs. So the Oilers can really afford three losses 
and that's max, that's best case scenario, and that still might not get you in, but it might get you pretty close. So, I mean, that's just the realism of the situation, but given some of the teams they're playing, if they don't slip up, if they get the saves, if they get the big goals, if the special teams can contribute, all those things that we, we usually talk about, then I think at the very least they can hang around. Here's Luch on being on this playoff drive. You know, just like myself, uh, you know, just, just taking everything day by day and game by game. And, and, and I think we've made it fun coming to the rink again. And uh, we have a goal in mind that we're, that we're planning to reach. And, and, you know, you can't look too far ahead. It's easy to look and say, oh, if we win all 13 games here, we'll, we'll get ourselves in the playoffs. But you can't win with 13 and, uh, unless you win the next one. So all our focus goes into the Devils tomorrow. And, I mean... I don't know if you guys sense it. You even sense it in practice uh, today. You know, guys are excited to, you know, to be out there, uh, you know, playing together and, and, and working hard together. And, and it's been evident in our play in the last 10 games. And that's why we've gone 7-2-1 and one in the last 10. All right. And, well, I nudge it back to 11 because it started with that shootout loss to the Coyotes, 7-2-2. Two two in their last 11. All right, we got a break for the news and weather. Don't forget, some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. They have their brunch, Northern Chicken style, buttermilk biscuits, sausage gravy, and smashed potatoes. That's Sundays from 11 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. Check them out online, northchickenyeg.com. Brendan Botcher, Briar runner-up, Edmonton kid, went to the U of A. Well, he's not really a kid anymore, uh, but lost that thriller to Kevin Cooey on Sunday. He's had uh, an incredible career already and I think the best is still to come from him. He's going to join us after the 6.30 news and around 6.50-ish we'll play Brew or False to give away Beer God passes to the Edmonton International Beer Fest. It is March 22nd and 23rd at the Edmonton Convention Center. That's in the next half hour of Inside Sports. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. I just love Jack Michaels. Great play-by-play voice. He's a pleasure to work with, a true pro. And he's such a always measured and reserved personality. You know, always takes everything in stride. Never gets too animated about anything. Is always totally under control. And we've had Jack on the show all the time. And he's a huge fan of the Cleveland Browns, which has been painful. But, of course, the breaking news tonight is that Odell Beckham Jr., star receiver, the reported trade is that he goes to the Cleveland Browns. The New York Giants will get the Browns' first-round pick in 2019. That's 17th overall. They'll get their... uh, a third-round pick this year as well, and safety Jabril Peppers. So Eldell Beckham Jr., 26 years of age, signed that big contract with the Giants less than a year ago, worth almost $100 million. He's going to the Cleveland Browns, who actually had a pretty competitive season with new quarterback Baker Mayfield last season. The Cleveland Browns might make the playoffs this year, or according to what Jack Michaels tweeted out eight minutes ago. Did you see this, Kellen? I did not know. What's up? Here's what Jack wrote. As I see it, the Browns will go 16-0, beat New England 58-10 in the AFC title game, and knock off New Orleans in the Super Bowl by a score of 77-6. 
So Jack might be a little bit excited. That's optimism. About the Browns getting Odell Beckham. Just just a, just a little bit excited. 58-10 over New England in the AFC title game. The way I see it, the Pats will be lucky to get 10 in that game. <laughs> that, that, that is uh, pretty big news, and I'm glad Jack is thrilled about it and uh, already ready to rock and roll for the Brown season. Okay, here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. No score, Coyotes and Blues late in the first period. Stars up 2-0 on the Sabres late second period. Also in period two, Pittsburgh leading Washington 3-2. The Blue Jackets have a 5-2 lead on Boston. Early in the second, Canadians and Red Wings are scoreless. Late first period, it's 2-2 between the Sharks and the Jets. Devils and Flames coming up in half an hour. Predators and Ducks will play at 8. Of course, the Devils are here tomorrow to take on the Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 face-off show on 6.30, Chad. The game will start at 7.30. And uh, as you heard Ken Hitchcock say earlier, we'll see about Clefbaum and Kara. Clefbaum took the uh, puck to the midsection last night, left the game, didn't return. And Jujar Kara has been dealing with uh, that, that foot issue, so probably more of a maintenance day for him. Hopefully they are both okay, but we'll know more tomorrow. Milan Lucic was a full participant in practice, so pretty optimistic he will play tomorrow after missing the last couple of games. The Edmonton Oil Kings in Red Deer tonight. They're about half hour away from starting the, uh, starting that game, so we'll keep you updated once it gets going. Ma'am, the Briar final, another thriller. Two Alberta skips going head-to-head. Kevin Cooey able to edge out this man, Brendan Botcher. Brendan, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Well, I appreciate you making time for us. It's always a, a pleasure to talk to you. You and I have done this a, a few times over the year uh, after big victories and big games. And I know that one on uh, Sunday didn't quite go your way, but uh, have you had a little bit of time to, to decompress and, and reflect on the week at the Briar? A little bit. Uh, I mean, it was a great week for us on a whole. I think we we played great there at the end against some of the best teams in the country. And we came up against a really hot Kui team and they made as many shots as we did, plus one extra real good one at the end. And it was a little longer week for you than uh, than most teams because you had to play in the wild card game. Now you got into that because you're you're rewarded for the excellence of your season, even though you didn't uh, quite qualify through Alberta. So I, I, I get I guess uh, you you must be a fan of the wild card game since it since it helped you guys this year. But what was it like having to play that single elimination game before you got into the formal part of the Briar? It was it was tough for sure. I think it really speaks to the the depth of curling that we have here in Alberta. That the the two top teams in the country at the end of the week ended up being two teams out of Alberta. I think that's pretty special. Uh, certainly fortunate, um, having not made it through the provincial to have another chance. So I'm obviously a fan of that format now. But I think it's good. I think uh, in men's curling and women's curling, you've got a few provinces that can put out more than one good team a season. And it's really a shame that those teams don't all get a chance to, to play at your national championship. I'm curious about the the mental approach to that, Brandon, because you basically had a single elimination game and then you go through the round robin of of the Briar. So was there a bit of a refocusing from, okay, it's single elimination and now we're into the long haul and, and the journey of the week? How did you face that challenge? Yeah, tricky for sure. I, I think most events like that, you go in, you spend a couple of days getting comfortable, sort of testing the waters, 
feeling good in the building, make sure everyone's throwing it good, and then you've got a lot of your big games later in the week. And the way the way the wild card format works, I mean, it's last chance, do or die, the night before it starts. So you've got to be playing your best on the first game, and that was that was tough to think about. That said, I, I think we did all we could do going into that game, practice wise, preparation wise. I felt ready. Um, in one game, it could really have gone either way, pretty easy. But we came out there and played a great game and sort of earned our spot in the field, which was just awesome. As the week got rolling, and, and we all know about how good the the competition there is at the Briar. I mean, you could play it ten times and, and maybe get seven or eight different champions. That's how good all the rinks are going in there. Um, but as, as the week got going, were there times where you felt like, okay, you know, we're having a good week, we're on the top of our game? And I know you guys are, are a high-caliber rink all the time anyway, but there still can be ebb and flow in a game. Was there ever a moment where you feel like, yeah, it's clicking pretty well this week? I really thought that once we got into the championship pool there starting on Thursday that we were we were playing our best curling. Uh, we lost a real close battle to Kevin Cooey the first time we played him in the round robin. And although that was a loss, it was probably the best game we had played at that point to the week. So uh, you take a little bit of confidence from that. And it really, at the end of the day, like you said, there's a whole bunch of good teams. So you just got to try and find your way into the playoffs somehow. And then you're you're only a couple days away, and if you can get on a little bit of a roll there at the end, you can you can pull out a win. Brendan Botcher joining us on Inside Sports. Edmonton skip runner up at the Briar to Kevin Cooey on Sunday. Incredible game and a low scoring game. And uh, you know you guys got on the board, and and then like you mentioned, he made a great shot right at the end. That was that was such a battle, and I was really intrigued watching that because it, it was pretty low scoring for a curling game. What was it like there, out on the ice? And you you probably had a realization as a skip where, okay, we might not have to get to seven or eight to win this. Four or five might be enough. Yeah, I think pretty early on in the game there, we we had the feeling that it was going to be a low-scoring one. He he scored the first point. We gave him a steal, I want to say, an end four, and then we were really patient for a long time. We didn't put up a, a point on the board until the eighth end, so two hours into that game. And it sort of took all we had to stick with it and just to have faith that it as long as when we put up a point, it was a deuce to tie up the score, then I, I thought we were going to be in a good spot. And we did that in a great end, which was the eighth. And from there, it was really game on those last couple ends, and they were a good, good last couple ends. But playing the tenth, take me through the approach. I mean, you have the lead, but but like you said, he has the hammer. Do you try to still be aggressive and, and steal? Were you thinking hold him to one? What's your mental approach as a skip there? No, I think the goal at the start of the end is to force uh, force him to one and then try and win in the extra, and that was sort of our mind frame the whole way through. We threw it in the house twice, um, played a whole bunch of hits in the middle, and really got the kind of end that we were looking for. He made a, a spectacular hit and roll on his first one to get a rock buried that we couldn't get to and then uh, I was trying to split the house there on my last one again just to make him either draw or hit for his single and I came a little bit deep which left the double so you're standing there uh, you know watching that final shot and you know Brendan I'm sorry to bring this up but uh, I googled Cooey Botcher before I interviewed you and then I clicked on videos 
and there's videos going back like four or five years, and they're labeled like Cooey makes a great shot to beat Botcher. Cooey in the tenth. In- I mean, <laughs> and I know you've made your share of good shots too, but uh, are you kind of like you almost? I mean, Kevin doesn't miss a lot, obviously, to have accomplished what he does in his career, but he's he's got you a few times. He's got a lot of guys several times. For sure. I mean, those are classic Kevin Cooey type shots. Um, he he plays to leave himself those kind of shots, and I think a success proves that he's pretty good at making them at the end of games. I think we've won a lot of games against those guys not flashy like that. We've uh, out-executed, we've beaten them on the scoreboard slowly throughout the game and been able to win a few times against them. And even this year, we were... Uh, I think he's gotten us four or five times, and we've gotten him about three times. So it, it's not uh, certainly not all the time that he comes out with a big shot, but I wouldn't want to leave that shot to uh, to anyone else. If I if I was playing with him, I think he's about the best uh, in the world at those kind of shots. Are there any surprises between the two rinks anymore? I mean, can you do anything strategically or shot wise that is going to fool each other at this point when you play that often? No, I mean, uh, the top three or four teams, we all play each other so much now, whether it's the Canada Cup or the Grand Slams or the Briar. And you probably play those top three teams together 15 or 20 times a year. So there aren't a ton of surprises. It just comes down to execution. Um, as the game wears on and the scoreboard gets into a different spot than you've been in before, sometimes you'll get a little bit different look uh, than you were expecting. But for the most part, it's pretty much just a tactical chess game until there's some mistakes thrown in the mix. What's it like having a rival in curling? I mean, you just mentioned it's more of a tactical chess game. It's not like hockey or football where you can go out and try to physically uh, damage another player or intimidate them. So uh, what's it like having a a rival in in curling? Like, do you you feel it's heated ever or what's it like? No, I, I really think both of our teams really respect the other one. Uh, we've had a lot of great games against them over the years. And, you know, for me, it's great. Uh, the fact that we're a, a rivalry out of Alberta and now a rivalry sort of in the greater Canadian curling picture, I think is awesome for curling here in Alberta. I think it really, like I said earlier, speaks to the depth that we have here of the, the teams that can compete. And I, I think it's great for our future that, you know, we're a young team and we're already in a rivalry with one of the most veteran, most experienced teams out there. Brendan Botcher joining us on Inside Sports. Okay, so what's what's next for you guys? I mean, the Briars obviously a big one on the calendar for curlers and fans, but uh, you're not done here for the spring. What's coming up? No, we've got a couple of Grand Slams left in our season. Um, so our next stop will be in Toronto uh, mid-April for the Players' Championship. And that, that's a big event. It's at Maple Leaf Gardens. It's a great atmosphere. It's sort of the last big one of the season. And then our final event is out in Saskatoon, the, the Champions Cup. Okay. And are you are you back at work now? Like, no rest for the wicked here? <laughs> yeah, I am. That's, uh, that's sort of how having a full-time job and being a full-time thriller works. Well, you're doing great at both. And, uh, Brendan, it's always great to have you on Inside Sports. I hope we talk again soon. Uh, And, again, great week at the Briar. It's been a pleasure to watch you play and uh, continued success here in your upcoming events. Awesome. Okay, thanks, Reed. We'll talk soon. That guy's good. Brendan Botcher, his rink. Briar runner-ups, two years in a row 
And uh, we're going to be hearing about them for a long time. Brendan's still just 27 years of age. Took it right down to the last shot against Kevin Cooey on Sunday. And Brandon, always awesome to have him on the show. And as he said, still a couple more uh, big events coming up before they break for the summer. Okay, it is 647. We will take contestants on the line. Somebody is going to win a beer god pass to the Edmonton International Beer Fest. It's March 22nd and 23rd. This gives you a sample mug, VIP seating, VIP line entry, uh, entry in uh, daily door prizes. You get a Beer Fest t-shirt, you get a lanyard, you get all this cool stuff. And you're going to have to answer, this is our Brewer False Contest, so there are true or false questions live on air with me, and they are uh, going to be about beer or about the Edmonton sports scene. So uh, hopefully... We're going to have somebody win these right off the hop. We will get to that when we get back. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. You're listening to 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Okay, thanks for tuning in tonight. Nationals at the university level starting on Thursday. The Golden Bears are going to play Lethbridge on Thursday. That's in Lethbridge. The Pandas are going to play in Prince Edward Island against Toronto. That's on Friday. We're going to have the captains from both teams on the show. Cale Dillon from the Pandas and Riley Keezer from the Golden Bears in the next half hour. And we have just spur of the moment asked Jack Michaels to come on because Jack Michaels has already handed the Cleveland Browns the Super Bowl. They have traded for Odell Beckham Jr. from the New York Giants. So the Super Bowl is in, uh, what, uh, ten and a half months? Jack's given it to the Browns. That's how excited he is. We'll probably ask about the Oilers as well. He put out a pretty uh, good tweet about the opponent's points percentage of the teams in the chase for the wildcard spot in the West. The Oilers are currently five back. All right, we're doing Brewer False. Now, if you don't, we only have one uh, winner per day. Uh, well, you get a pair of Beer Fest Beer God passes, so you could take a friend, relative, loved one, Whoever you want. So, but if you, we got a full board. We have seven people on hold. That is half of our fourteen listeners. So this is already a successful promotion. So I, you have to get two of the three questions right. It's brew or false. Basically, it's true or false. So if it's, if you think it's true, you can either say true or brew. It doesn't matter. If it's false, you say false. Uh, you have to get two out of the three right. If not, I'm going to move on to the next caller. If you get the first two right, we'll just call you the winner for the evening. So we have Troy on. Troy, do the rules make sense to you? True. Oh, that's not one of the questions, but okay, good. I'm glad they oh. do. <laughs> that's clever of you. That was good. All right, we are starting formally now. Are you ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay, brew or false? The I in IPA stands for indigo. False. You are correct. The I in IPA actually stands for India, so you get that one. All right, so now the beer god pass on the line. Brewer false. Wayne Gretzky was the first player drafted by the Edmonton Oilers after they joined the NHL. False. That is also false. Do you know who it was? I think Kevin Lowe. As a bonus, absolutely. All right, Troy, now are you a, a beer aficionado? Have you been to Beer let Fest me, before? Let me tell you, I drink every kind of beer. I drink Sam Adams. I drink Sasaki. I drink uh, Blue Moon, Belgium Moon. I drink Shock Top. I drink every kind of beer. As long as it's beer, I drink it. Now, do you have uh, an Edmonton or Alberta brewery that you are partial to? 
Partial to it'd be uh, Molson's. Okay. That's your Canadian go-to beer. Yeah. All right. Well, you're going to enjoy Beer Fest because you're going to get a, a lot of different stuff to try. Uh, now, it says here on our log, you you won first goal of the game on a past Oilers broadcast about a year and a half ago? Yeah, that's correct. Do you remember who you picked? Oh, boy. Who did I pick? Uh, it had to be... <laughs> I think it was last season. I don't. I don't have it on file. I'm just curious if you remember. I, I, you know what? I, I think it was McDavid. Probably. He's a, he's a pretty popular pick. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the stretch drive here for the Oilers? You know what? I I you know if it asked me a week and a half ago, I said forget it. Right. But now the other teams are losing. They are winning. So anything can happen now. Yeah, well, they gotta they they can't they can't lose games like tomorrow. Like you gotta jump on the Devils. They don't have Hall. Yeah. They don't have Heischer, so you can't lose points yeah. in games like that. All right, we need to win ten out of thirteen. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, probably ten and three, and you're you're right there, and maybe you're in. All right, Troy, congratulations yeah. on winning. I appreciate that you listen. Stay on the line because Kellen's going to enter your information and let you know how to pick everything up. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, it. That is Troy. <laughs> So, if you called in, uh, so Troy was the first caller and won. Again, we're going to give away another Beer God Pass on Thursday, on Friday, and then Monday and Wednesday of next week because the festival is March 22nd, 23rd. And the questions, as you heard, will be either about beer or uh, something to do with Edmonton sports, whether it's Oilers, Eskimos, other stuff. So I don't think they'll be too complicated. We do want people to win, uh, but you're going to have to get two out of the three right this portion of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and placement and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or check them out online, FurnaceFamily.com. Oilers play-by-play voice Jack Michaels coming up after the news. Golden Bears hockey captain Riley Keezer. Pandas hockey captain Kale Dillon. And we'll be living the dream, our living the dream segment with Edmonton's Kate Lomley, whose adventures in hockey took her overseas. She's now back from that. That's all coming up in the next hour of Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.